Welcome to Mind Solvers, where we help you solve the unsolvable. In our podcast, we examine the phenomena of the human mind and unmask its incredible power. It's been our experience over 35 years of pursuit that there are no limits or boundaries to the potential of the human mind. I'm John Terry, one of your hosts today. And I'm Verola LeBerry, your other host. Uh, yes, we'd like to welcome you and thank you for your interest and the time you're taking to check us out. What we share with you during this and our other podcasts comes from our own experiences over those 35 years, and we'll be sharing the experiences of some other people as well. So join us as we discuss some of the mysteries that you may have in your life and how you can use the power of your own mind to solve them. We hope you'll join us for each podcast and invite your friends to listen as well. We welcome you to episode three of our podcast, where with Verl's help to keep me on track, I will do my very best to finally talk about one of the most intriguing topics that you'll likely come across on the internet, that of the conscious and the subconscious mind. John's right. It's a fascinating subject, and we'll also share with you some personal stories that'll help you recognize that part of your mind and understand why the subconscious mind even exists. And at the end of today's episode, if you follow along, John will help you re relax and have an experience with your own subconscious mind. Yes, that's the plan. I was going to say, so hold on tight, but that doesn't sound very relaxing. So instead, as Vril likes to remind us each episode, find a comfortable place to sit, recline, or lie down. Make sure you're not listening to this podcast while you're behind the wheel of a moving car, truck, or motorcycle, and enjoy the experience. Hey, you took my line. Sorry. At the end of our last episode, we shared a gift with you, especially for aspiring writers. And who doesn't write nowadays with all the online blogs, podcasts, and varieties of social media? With that mental bonus, we introduced you to our topic for today. You said, allow that part of your mind, which is always awake and alert and attentive to your needs. Right. The implication being that there's a part of the mind that never sleeps, is always around and attentive to us. Didn't Freud have something to say about this? Yes, he did. And whether you agree with Freud's ideas of psychoanalysis or not, he recognized in his studies that there is much more to our minds than just the conscious awareness. Now, we won't spend time in this podcast to delve into it, but just to mention the general concepts. In today's study of the brain with the electroencephalogram, or EEG, it's plainly seen that the neurons of our brains fire just as much while we're sleeping as when we're awake. Suggesting what exactly? Suggesting that while our conscious minds are off in dreamland, which is another great subject that we'll have to come back to in a future podcast, that there's another part of our brain aggressively engaged in activities of equal or greater significance than what goes on during our waking hours. Hmm. Anyway, as you began looking into this, where did that curiosity of yours lead you? Well, in the beginning, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know? Yeah, I think I know what you didn't know. Oh, sorry. Right. Again, this was 
some 35 years ago when our kids were very young. Our oldest daughter at the time was five or six years old and was struggling with her self-image, if you can imagine that. So one night, I tiptoed into their bedroom and knelt down next to her bed. It was fairly easy to recognize when things had quieted down and they had fallen asleep. I got close and whispered her name and said, I know you can hear me, but you won't wake up. Then a few moments later, I repeated it. That's all you said? Yes. Fortunately, one of her arms was lying outside of the covers, so I simply touched her index finger while I said, I want you to use this finger that I'm touching right now to respond to me with a yes. And then while touching her middle finger, I said, and I want you to use this finger that I'm touching right now to respond to me with a no. And then I just asked her, is this okay? And what happened? I saw her index finger move ever so slightly, and then it jerked up for a positive response. Whoa. Then what did you do? <laughs> well, after I composed myself, you have to realize that this was my very first attempt at this, and to have her respond at all just blew me away. I said, thank you. And then I asked her some yes-no questions about her life generally. You know, school, boyfriends, anything that I could get a yes-no response from. Which I discovered was very limiting. And by the way, her body, her facial expressions, and the arm never moved or changed in the slightest. Just her two fingers. Well, that's pretty strange and cool at the same time. Yeah. Then I realized what a powerful opportunity I had. So I began telling her how proud I was of her, how beautiful she is, how much we loved her, and that she can accomplish anything in this world that she sets her mind to, and other positive, motivating comments. That's beautiful. I won't pretend to take any of the credit for her many accomplishments, but I can tell you that there's no stopping her. Whatever she plans, it happens. And there have been some pretty significant plans in her adult life. To name just one, she single-handedly worked with the state, obtained and filed all the required complex permits, and built a charter school, an academy for the arts, so that our musically gifted granddaughter would not be limited and could have the finest education. Really? I didn't know that. It's amazing. So seriously, you really attribute a lot of her impressive success to that conversation with her subconscious when she was five or six? I'd like to think so. We'll probably need to spend an entire episode on answering this question. I couldn't be more proud of all that she's done with her life. But for now, if you're willing, Verl, will you tell our listeners a little bit about some of your own experiences with the subconscious mind? Yes, I remembered a bit. I have to go back to when you first started telling me about this whole subconscious thing. You and your family moved in next door, you know, and we kind of clicked as friends. And before long, you took a chance to tell me a bit about the, some of the things you've done. 
working with the subconscious. I seem to remember some hesitancy, though. Now, to let our listeners know, I tend to be skeptical of things like this, power of the mind, positive thinking, subconscious learning, and so on. But I'm also very curious about new ideas. And you told me some interesting things you've been doing. So when you asked me if I wanted to experience some relaxation techniques and possible conversation with my subconscious, I thought, why not? Well, soon I was sitting in your basement in a comfortable chair, going through the same kind of relaxation techniques you've already taken our listeners through. You were, and still are, I'm sure, very visual, and allowed yourself that day to go with the flow, which showed a great deal of trust in our relationship. Yes, I remember that after a while, I was in a deep, altered state of mind, and you began directly speaking to a part of me and asking it to respond through my fingers as you had with your daughter. It took a while, but gradually my fingers started responding. I have to admit, I was still not sure I wasn't consciously making my fingers move. But over several sessions and through the years, I have to admit that there was a part of me responding in ways that I wouldn't have done in a regular state of mind. And those sessions helped me deal with some issues I had had as a child and things blocking me as an adult, and even some health issues I was facing. So while I remain somewhat skeptical of the idea of this being a panacea for every personal problem, I've seen how you're working with the subconscious and teaching me how to access it can have important benefits. And we're literally only scratching the surface, Verl. For this episode, however, we want to focus just on the idea that there's another part of the mind. We'll definitely need to come back to the many, many benefits of working with the subconscious, as I mentioned, in our next episode. One of the many things that Freud discovered is that the subconscious mind is a reservoir of long-term memories that we have very little access to consciously. And how does that help us relax? As we talked about in our last episode, it's all about the imagination and pretending that we're actually there in the very moment of those memories. So if we can ask the subconscious part of our mind to provide us with long forgotten, cherished memories that we can take time to explore, then we have the perfect formula for achieving the altered state of mind. Okay, it ought to be an interesting experience. Again, podcast listeners, be sure you're sitting or lying in a comfortable place. And since it's been a while for me, I'm going to join you as John takes us on this visit to the subconscious. And I'll report on my impressions when we're done. Good. So for you and our listeners, if you haven't already, let me suggest that each of you let your eyes close. Take a few deep cleansing breaths and find a comfortable position to relax, mentally and physically. And be sure to place the palms of your hands down, flat on your lap or next to you. And for the next few minutes, just sit back and allow whatever happens to happen without any effort on your part. Simply let go. And now, I'd like to talk directly to the subconscious mind for a moment. 
that part of your mind that we've been discussing. I know this is unusual, especially to have the conscious mind sit back and not participate. But I know that you, the subconscious mind, can hear and understand what I'm saying. I would like to ask for your help, you, the subconscious mind, and have the index finger on the right hand be connected directly to you, the subconscious mind, to respond with this finger to a proposal that I'll make in just a moment, which is, in fact, this episode's gift to our listeners. Let me also suggest that you, the subconscious mind, cause this same finger to feel numb and inaccessible to the conscious mind, but that even its smallest movements can be felt by the conscious awareness. Now, let me ask you, the subconscious mind, to provide images, feelings, and emotions, sounds, and all the incredible sensations from a past memory of a favorite place that was either lived in or visited, a home setting that brings with it strong feelings of peace, love, and comfort, and place them into the conscious awareness. This can be, perhaps, a home from childhood, maybe a grandparent's home, or even the home of a friend where there were express feelings of safety, security, and comfort. And so that the conscious mind knows of your help in retrieving these memories from the past, I would like to ask you, the subconscious mind, once you have started the process of filling the conscious mind with these thoughts, to raise that finger on the right hand up and down with each and every thought you place there. Now, let me turn my focus back to the conscious awareness. Depending on what you've discovered about yourself and how your mind works, allow all the sensations that you experienced most easily to be part of this experience as these images, feelings, sounds, and emotions begin filling into your very thoughts. Allow them to form in your mind and become crystal clear. The more you accept them and use them to recreate this place and all its nuances, the more it becomes absolutely real to you and you find yourself there, re-experiencing all the sensations as if you are there now. And you'll discover, as you allow this to materialize, that many of the other sensations that you're not used to experiencing become very much a part of this journey as you find yourself in this place, enjoying every aspect of what was once just a fading memory. But now you're there again re-experiencing all that makes it special to you. That feeling of belonging comes alive as you find yourself inside, in a favorite room or area. 
And you take a nice deep breath and notice the smells, aromas, and fragrances present. And with every breath you take, you find yourself relaxing deeper and deeper. As you turn and look around yourself, you see all of the familiar furniture, fixtures, toys, and pictures there. And you can actually reach for one of those toys and feel its curious shape and size and texture as you find yourself more deeply relaxed. You can even hear the almost unnoticeable sounds of a clock ticking. And the almost imperceptible movement of air through the room. And listen with deep emotion to the caring voices of your dearest loved ones as you reach the lowest levels of pure relaxation mentally and physically. And you find that very spot in this special place that lets you now relive these vivid memories of this earlier moment in your life. And now, let me ask the subconscious mind once again to help the conscious mind to completely and totally relax as you, the subconscious mind, raise the finger up and down once again with sufficient movement for the conscious mind to definitely feel it in order to indicate the fulfillment of our journey. And I'll wait just a moment for it to happen. And now, while our listeners remain in a calm and relaxed state, let me ask you, Verl, to return to the here and now, return to reality, and share with us if you felt the index finger move. Yes, John, as a matter of fact, uh, I did. Um, and it, it had been a long time since we've done this, uh, but you know, the sensation is the same. Mine's mostly a twitching. But one thing that surprised me when you talked about a favorite place, it was not at all what I expected. It was a, a place uh, next to my the house I grew up in across the road. I grew up in a farm, and it was an old log cabin, actually, that we used to go there and play in. But it contained a lot of things uh, from the past, people, storage things. And I associated it with my parents. And there was also a pond next to that that we used to, to play on and, and swim in and so on. So there was a flood of memories I did not expect at all. And it was very pleasurable and relaxing. So I'd say, yeah, it was very successful. Excellent.
Now, let me ask our listeners, as I asked you, did you consciously make it move? I, I consciously look off to my left in my mind's eye, since the subconscious seems to be on the right side or you've directed it to be. So when I'm in my mind's eye looking to the left, I can feel my right index finger twitch a little and move. And I'm fairly confident it is not consciously moved by my mind. And this question is more rhetorical and don't expect an answer, but what does this then suggest about the potential of your own mind? If for whatever reason, any of you didn't feel movement of the finger, and even if you did, let me ask the subconscious mind once again to raise the finger up and down with sufficient movement for the conscious mind to definitely feel it. And I'll wait just a moment for it to happen. Great. Now, with this experience under your belt, we are ready to truly take advantage of this newfound awareness and move forward in our next episode in a powerful way. So let me suggest that you allow yourself to slowly and gently bring yourself back to reality and bring back with you a feeling of rejuvenation with your mind cleansed and refreshed as if you had a full eight hours of peaceful, restful sleep. And when you're ready, simply open your eyes.